This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. I've got Graham Williams with me today. We have an awesome show for you all about technology. Later in the program, uh, if you've got a Google Home, one of those smart speakers, uh, we've got uh, a gentleman on from Google that uh, will tell us all the Christmas commands uh, that you can uh, ask of your Google Home. Excellent. It's actually a lot of fun. We'll also be talking about smart lighting with the uh, folks over at Philips Hue. These are great bulbs and uh, lighting solutions uh, that uh, if you've got in your home, you can make all Christmassy as well because you can change them into different colors and have them do different things. So uh, we'll get the lowdown on that as well. And uh, coming up after the next break, uh, we'll have Mark Salzman, uh, our tech friend from Toronto, talking about uh, tech Christmas gifts on his list because Christmas is almost here. It's almost here. Let's talk about some of the tech news uh, this week, uh, Graham. Uh, Huawei. Huawei just won't go away. <laughs> it, it's just getting worse and worse. Two Canadians now are detained in China. I don't know if people fully understand, uh, you know, some of the technical details, uh, you know, with the U.S. Uh, banning Huawei's 5G technology. Australia, New Zealand has followed suit. Canada's looking at it, although our telecoms are deeply embedded with Huawei 5G technology. Explain to listeners why the U.S. is concerned about Huawei getting their equipment into the U.S. or or anywhere for that matter. So the backbone of a lot of our communication services uh, use these antennas and servers and communication chips. Now, Routers and switches and all that. Yeah, now here's the the interesting thing is that Huawei – a few years ago, came up with the same technology that we had here in Canada. Do you remember a a little company called Nortel? I remember them well, yes. So Nortel uh, was doing great business making a lot of this technology based out of Ontario. And what we saw happening was in China at around the same time from companies such as Huawei, including Huawei, uh, the exact same technology with the same performance at about half the cost was showing up. And we heard at the time from former Nortel executives, this is our tech. Someone has stolen this stuff. And of course, it has turned out that it's probably accurate that uh, corporate espionage took, took place. And we are seeing that technology being used around the world. Now, Nortel has gone out of business because they couldn't compete because essentially you had this company, which is essentially backed by the Chinese government, uh, producing this tech. And so now at the basis of most of our communications relays and things like that, we have some of this technology from this company, which the fear is that they have put in back doors for the Chinese government. So, you know, I've I've got questions, Graham. Um, You know, so you're saying corporate espionage. Isn't the fact that most of our tech gear and pretty well anything that's manufactured made in China? It is. It's do they really have to spy on anything? Can't they just go to a factory and grab an iPhone and reverse engineer it? Well, and so this Do you know is, what I mean? This is the thing. We've, we've seen this with a number of different types of uh, products, like Schwinn Bicycles. They uh, went over to China to have it built because it could be built faster and cheaper over there. And then you saw basically uh, carbon copies of those bikes being produced at about a tenth of the cost and put out into the market. Uh, basically, just slapping a different sticker on it, put out there. So this is this is a big challenge. Now, I mean, what's going on right now with the United States is they're saying that Huawei is selling their technology to uh, North Korea and to Iran. Uh, both these countries have sanctions against them, and the idea there is that we want to make sure that these countries who the United States has alleged have you know nuclear powers or who are engaged in human rights abuses that they don't become more technologically advanced. So that's kind of where they're coming from. They're saying that Huawei's done this. They don't want. China to become more technologically advanced? 
Well, that that ship has sailed. They are well, and, and that's that's, that's, that's really all our stuff is being made there. How would they not have access to all that technology well, and, and information? And them selling the technology to North Korea or to Iran, really, that's where the problem has come in. Now, yes. this is a judicial action. Uh, you know, the Canadian government said earlier this week that there were no politics involved in this. There's basically been an arrest warrant issued. We are an extradition treaty con- country, so they've asked us to arrest the CFO of Huawei. The Canadian government has said. This is legal, and under our treaty, we have to do this, so they've done that. Um, We're seeing some retaliation now. There are two Canadians who have been detained by the Chinese government, which is a challenge. We're we're, stuck right here between a rock very much and a hard place where we have a treaty with the Americans that says we have to do what they've asked. And now the Chinese are saying, well, if you do that, we're going to make life very uncomfortable for you. This is not an enviable position. So we're like the middleman. We're the middleman. And, you know, on the one side, we obviously have a government in the U.S. that's very currently trade unfriendly with us. And on the other side, we have Huawei where we can look back at it and say, you guys killed Nortel. So did this they kill is, Nortel? Or? They really did. I mean, when you, there's, there's, there's not much that you can say here when we see pretty much the exact technology coming out at around the same time at half the price. No I know, research but, had been done. Yeah, but aren't a lot of tech companies facing that challenge? They are. Yeah. Um, and and this, so this is the thing is, you know, we had something in place called the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which for a while was decent. Um, And then there was all sorts of ridiculous copyright stuff that the Americans were trying to inject in this. And this was a, this was an agreement that would have kept most of our intellectual property relatively safe. Uh, Unfortunately, they poisoned the well a little bit. And so a lot of Canadians stood up against the TPP and said, we can't be doing this. So right now we're, we're stuck in a very unenviable position. Well, we'll be following this Huawei, uh, crisis in the coming weeks and uh, keep you up to date from the tech perspective. We have a lot more here on Get Connected to chat about today. Later on, uh, we'll be uh, learning some Christmas commands or actions for your Google Home. If you've got one of those, you'll want to stay tuned for that. And uh, coming up right after this break, Mark Salzman with his tech gift list for Christmas. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Well, Christmas is almost upon us. Have you gotten all your gifts yet? If not, we've got Nerd Santa on the line, my good friend Mark Saltzman. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Mark. Hanukkah Harry here. Oh, Hanukkah uh, Harry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Geek Santa, too. That works for me. Yeah, you're, you're, you're everything to everyone. Oh, well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for, uh, for, for having me on the show. It's always great to chat with you. Well, uh, as we know, the holiday season is one of the biggest times for technology. Lots of people get uh, you know, tech gifts and uh, tech gifts in their stockings. Wanted to bring you on the line because uh, I know you've always got some great ideas. So uh, let's kick it off right away. What are uh, some of the things you're looking at here for Christmas? Yeah, so I guess the first one is that if you don't already have a smartphone that you love, Uh, it's a good time to upgrade because there's so many good picks out there with aggressive prices as well. So whether you're treating yourself or uh, maybe your partner or your kids to a new device, I love the cameras, especially on the new Huawei Mate 20 Pro. This is a a stunning phone that takes outstanding photos. I'm sure you've seen it, Mike. It's got the triple Leica lenses on the back, and it takes phenomenal photos. And I love the battery life, too, because a camera that has weak battery is not going to be fun when you have to keep plugging it in. So it's got two full days of performance. And for the first time in Canada, it has reverse wireless charging. So if you have a buddy who has, say, an iPhone, and they need a charge-up, and chances (laughs) are they do, then you can actually lie that iPhone down on top of the Huawei, and it'll wirelessly charge up that other device. 
So that's it, pretty cool. It, 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 uh, really, it really is amazing, Mark. I've uh, had my hands on one of these for a few weeks now. It is mm-hmm. a fantastic phone. That camera can't be beat, especially for doing night shots. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it has really good low-light performance. I agree with you. It shoots beautiful 4K video. Uh, and it is one of the first in Canada also to have an in-screen fingerprint reader. So you don't have to put it on a sensor on the back or on the side or on the home button or anything like that. It's inside the screen itself. The Huawei costs 249 on a two-year plan with your favorite carrier. Cool. Uh, let's move along here. Uh, what about uh, kids out there? You got anything for them? <laughs> yeah, sure. So the Kitty Buzz devices from VTech are a lot of fun. These are, so we were just talking about a great smartphone. So these are for those who are too young for a smartphone. So say ages four through nine, Kitty Buzz is like a smartphone for kids uh, and it uses Wi-Fi and then the parents can uh, send messages to the kids and back to uh, back, the kids back to the parents as well. Even video chatting, by the way, if you like. But it is like sort of an all-in-one entertainment device. It's got music playback, videos, games. There's a camera built in. And I love that it's both a front-facing camera and then it swivels around to become a rear-facing camera. Um, So really a lot of fun. It does have, again, um, the things that most uh, phones have, but without that cellular connectivity. And it's, it's a little bit larger, so better for smaller hands. And it's durable, as you would expect. It comes in different colors, like pink or silver. And uh, it's just a great little device. And again, it's from uh, VTech, and it's called Kitty Buzz, and it's 119 But I've seen it for a lot less as well, leading up to the holidays. So this actually runs Android apps, which uh, is cool, because there's so many of them out there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the parents can also choose what, again, what they want to install. But uh, by default, it is a kid-friendly device right out of the box. But should they want to add some parental controls, you can sort of unlock some of its other abilities and, uh, you know, and then have a little bit more fun with it uh, as they grow. But it does have that 5-inch touchscreen and that rechargeable battery that you would want for, uh, for all the e-books and video and music and everything you'd like. What are you looking for video games here for Christmas? Yeah, so it's all about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which uh, came out December 7th. This is so fun. This is the latest in uh, Nintendo's hit series. It's a cartoon brawler, as you and your listeners likely know. You pick your favorite uh, character, and uh, you have at it on different maps, and you see who reigns supreme. But it is family-friendly. It's nothing too graphic, of course. And for the first time in the, in the franchise, you've got access to every single character that ever came out. Uh, so that could be a Nintendo mascot like Donkey Kong or Mario or Peach or Zelda or Yoshi, that, those kinds of characters, or others from the video game world like Pac-Man or uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid and many others too. So there, it's just super fun, very multiplayer-centric, so you can play with someone beside you or online. Uh, just a real blast to play. It works on the Nintendo Switch, which you likely know is both a portable gaming system as well as a home console. You simply plug it into your TV. It docks. You get that docking station with it, and now you've got that big screen fun. So really great game, $79. Uh, by, if you're shopping for someone who owns a Nintendo Switch, it's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Very cool. Uh, what about someone uh, who wants something practical? Okay, so how about smart home devices? These are very popular this time of year, and you can pick them up virtually anywhere, including home improvement stores, which I think is really neat. And, yeah, the D-Link Wi-Fi water sensor is pretty smart because it's, I think, first of all, a great gift idea for a new homeowner, or if you're shopping for a 
cottager or a snowbird. The idea is, as the name suggests, you place this in uh, a room of the home, like maybe a basement, where you may suspect there could be some water damage, like maybe near a sub pump or by a water heater. And the moment it detects moisture, you're notified in two ways. One is with a very loud 90 decibel alarm. So if you're at home, you're notified that there could be a problem and you can act on it to minimize the damage. And then perhaps more importantly, if you're not at home, or as I mentioned, if you have like a cottage or a second, like a summer home or you're a snowbird, you could be notified on an app on your smartphone or on your tablet whenever that sensor detects moisture. And you're notified immediately with an alert on your phone, and then you can act on it. Um, it works by, uh, like there's built in, um, like there's two batteries that come in the box, I should say. They're double A's, and uh, they last a year and a half. So you don't have to plug it into the wall. You just put that sensor, uh, comes on a long sort of cable plugged into the sensor itself, and you just put it onto, you know, in the area that you uh, want to keep an, a digital eye on, and you'll be notified. So it's a very practical product, $59, and there's no monthly fees or anything like that. It's just, it works on your Wi-Fi. That thing is fantastic and, uh, you know, perfect for things, uh, like you said, cottages uh, and your hot water tanks. Uh, and I've got a crawl space that I've got to get one of those uh, those units down to so that I know if uh, anything is uh, leaking down there. Yeah, sweet. If you need a little help in setting it up, I know you're not very tech savvy. <laughs> it's hard, Mark. It's so hard. <laughs> um, what, what about photographers out there? Yeah, so if you take your photography seriously, Nikon has this brand new Coolpix P1000. It is a fixed lens camera, so not an SLR where you'd swap out the lenses, but it has 125 times zoom. Oh, my God. So that, that is crazy. I kid you not, you could take pictures of the surface of the moon. Like, you could see <laughs> craters. I'm not kidding. Take, if you Google, if your listeners Google Coolpix P1000, you are going to see pictures of the moon, uh, of the craters taken with this camera. It is that good. So it's got a huge, massive lens on it. Um, of course, you, everything else you'd expect, it's got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, so you can send those images to a nearby phone to share it with friends and family. It's got great nighttime photography, good macro photography. So if you're taking pictures of uh, close-up pictures of, say, you know, insects or flowers or what have you, um, it is a phenomenal camera from Nikon. So $13.99 for the 125 times zoom Coolpix P1000. Okay, you, you weren't lying. I just Googled uh, the, the Coolpix uh, P1000 and, and moon. Yes, people are actually taking pictures of the moon. Like, you can see the craters on the moon with this thing. I know. Yeah, don't try that with your smartphone. It'll look like a white <laughs> dot. <laughs> oh, my God. I got right? to get my hands on one of these things. This is really cool. Yeah, uh, you got to check it out. I can, I can uh, introduce you to someone in Nikon, but I'm sure you're well-connected, Mr. Agarbo. Not like you, Mark Saltzman. Uh, <laughs> what about TVs? Uh, TVs uh, are a big thing uh, during the holiday season. Yeah, the last product I'd recommend is great for, for those who are having a staycation, you know, maybe home for the holidays, and of course to enjoy well into 2019, and that is a nice big big screen TV because prices are dropping just as the technology is getting better, as you know. Uh, I love the new QLED line of TVs from Samsung. They've got extraordinary color. Really, the images just pop off the screen, along with great brightness and contrast and clarity that you want. Um, uh, under a thousand bucks now for their 43-inch uh, QLED 2018 model that uh, has an art mode as well. And uh, you know, they're just beautiful TVs. They can go all the way up to uh, 65 inches as well for the, the latest line. And it's great whether you're watching movies or you're binge watching TV. You're you're a sports fanatic 
and uh, a gamer because they can keep up with the fast-paced games like Fortnite and everything like that, the Super, Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate. So really a great uh, series of TV for those who are itching to upgrade. Mark, those are some great gift ideas, uh, but I've got to ask you something. Uh, you know, we get all this tech all the time, but as you know, tech gets, uh, gets old pretty quick. Uh, any thoughts on what to do with some of the old stuff uh, that, uh, yeah. that's kicking around the house? Great, great question, and, and it's a good consideration this time of year because we are buying new tech, so what do you do with the old tech? Uh, so the answer is to properly recycle it. Is. So don't throw it in the trash can, of course. Don't throw it in your garbage. Don't put it even in a blue box because it could still end up in a landfill. The easiest thing to do is to go to recyclemyelectronics.ca. You type in your postal code or your address, and you're going to find one of many drop-off locations near you. So it could be a retail store, like a big box store that has a bin at the front. It could be a community center, a school. But the idea is that you drop off all your stuff, and everything that you can bring there is all listed on the website, uh, but it's virtually everything. You bring it there, big or small, old or new, if you don't want it, if it's broken. And should you forget to delete your personal information, which we always recommend people do, you know, reformat that smartphone or tablet or, you know, shred that hard drive – the, the folks at RecycleMyElectronics.ca with these approved recycling centers will do it for you. So they will literally and physically shred the uh, components down, and that way your personal information is protected, just in case you forget to do it yourself. So again, that website is simply RecycleMyElectronics.ca, and uh, you'll find where to drop it off. Super easy. We're talking with Mark Salzman, Canada's tech sweetheart. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. appreciate it. Have a great holiday, Mark. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Mike. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk here and Get Connected. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Well, if you haven't got one of the new uh, Google Homes or, or Google uh, Minis, you probably will for Christmas. What can you talk to the Google uh, Home about? Well, there's literally thousands and thousands of different questions, actions, and commands. Well, being uh, Christmas coming up, we thought we'd uh, get uh, a list of Christmas things we could ask our uh, our Google Homes. On the line, we've got Fab Dolan. He is from Google Canada. Thanks for joining us, Fab. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today. Uh, I've got to say, my house has been Googled. I've got Googles all over <laughs> all over my place, and <laughs> I'm, I am loving it. I just I, I love the ability to uh, you know ask Google to play music in all the different rooms, and any question I have. I've got my uh, my Google friend uh, right there, but uh, Christmas is coming, and uh, that's exciting. And there are a lot of uh, Google uh, actions uh, that are related to Christmas, uh, aren't there? Yeah, there are actually, and this is one of the wonderful things. I actually went through the same journey that you're on. So first, you know, got my first uh, Google Home device, and uh, that kind of opened up uh, the world of, of possibilities there. And I just get you know minis and and other smart connected devices, whether that's a smart switch or uh, let's say a Chromecast or your Nest thermostat, it really kind of creates all these new opportunities. And so, of course, we've been adding to the collection of sort of normal day-to-day functions. But for uh, the holiday season, we also want to have some Easter eggs and make sure that we can actually have uh, some fun in the household, whether that's uh, for parents or kids. So you can ask uh, Google to call Santa. So, for example, just by saying, hey, Google, call Santa, uh, ask uh, maybe more sort of uh, fun questions like, "Hey Google, tell me a holiday fact," or uh, "Why uh, did I? Uh, why did you build a gingerbread house?" 
Uh, so we're trying to have fun uh, in the holiday season and just uh, and add a little bit of joy in addition to sort of uh, being a, a smart assistant in the house. <laughs> I have to apologize to all the listeners out there right now that do have Google Homes because we're probably setting them all <laughs> up right now. But I was actually afraid of that as we were on the call. I was like, oh no, I'm going to uh, trip off a bunch of devices. I know, but how do I talk about it without saying some of these things? So what, what's your favorite Christmas uh, command or action? Uh, well, we... We actually, it's the, by far, I think the, the one that just blows people away is, is, is call Santa. Uh, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a great feature of the, the product anyway that we want to make sure that we highlight that you can do hands-free calling, um, and, and call folks on your contact list. But this is when we actually had a host of a, uh, a family holiday party for, um, for some of our employees, uh, today and they brought in all their kids. And, uh, and, uh, so that's one that I think, uh, brought smiles to pretty much all the kids uh, uh, faces today by far. Does it actually call Santa? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. Santa's uh, hard at work right now on uh, a lot of presents, and so uh, it's actually amazing that he takes the time out to, uh, to, to answer every single call. We're talking with Fab Dolan. He's uh, from Google Canada, all about uh, the Google Homes and Google Minis uh, out there and some of the, the fun Christmas uh, actions and commands and questions uh, you can uh, ask them. Who, who actually programs all of these in there? Do you got like a little team of elves up in the North Pole? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I wish we had more elves. Uh, so, of <laughs> course, it's our engineering teams uh, around the world who are working uh, on uh, sort of the assistant uh, platform itself, and, but that extends to uh, all of the other various uh, kind of parts of Google, whether that's YouTube or um, our phones and Android devices, maps, and so on, because it allows you to basically make Google your smart assistant. So all parts of Google are within that. So we've got engineers even uh, locally in Canada who work on um, parts of it. Uh, and then, of course, we also have a platform called Actions on Google, which allows third-party companies that are tapping into it as well and building their own sort of custom experiences uh, as well. So I think that's, uh, that, that's the, the magic of this is that, you know, uh, you might get a device uh, on any given day, and then every single uh, you know week, month that passes by, it actually improves as we add some of these capabilities. Do you know what I'm loving uh, with um, with my Google? I've got a bunch of smart plugs in my house. I'm uh, uh, I'm going to plug my Christmas tree into one of these smart plugs so I can get Google to turn it on and off at night. That's that's oh, going to that save me a, a lot of that aggravation. Was a game changer <laughs> in in our household last year. That's big because you're always you know you're on all fours trying to get in behind the tree and to, to push the switch and all that kind of stuff. And it's just to be able to just turn it on, uh, just a voice command or you're walking at the door and turning it off. It's, it's way, way easier. Another thing that I'm really loving about Google right now, I've got a Roku TV in, in my house, actually a few of them now that I think about it. Uh, you can actually use the Google now to, uh, and your voice to turn on your TV and even have it tune into Netflix and even specific movies uh, as well. You know, launch up a, a Christmas story, for example. Uh, so, uh, I, I, it's like magical. It's, it, it truly is. It's magic. I feel like yours is the ideal household. We've been building all these smart homes to get people to experience the product. So I think we should just all invite <laughs> folks to, to your house to demo it. But it, it's true, right? And and so for, so I don't have a Roku. I have a, I have a Chromecast, and uh, I've got other uh, kind of. So for me, it's the Nest thermostat. That's the, that's a big thing, and that's why we like it. Is just that everybody. Uh, can sort of pick the things that are most useful to their life and tap into uh, tap into the assistant um, more broadly. But these devices, like the Google Home uh, devices, um, in kind of the way that makes the most sense for their life. Uh, Fab, uh, where can people find out more of the Christmas uh, questions that they can ask? Uh, you know, their Google Home. 
So I think that's a good Google search uh, would be the, the first place that I would start. Uh, but then, of course, we've got um, so whether you have the, the Google Home uh, app is a good place to also. Uh, so if you bought a device, it will that's the, the setup process is through that. And that's another place that we're uh, recommending all sorts of um, actions that people take and, and customization uh, as well. Fab, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. That was Fab Dolan. He's the uh, the Google Christmas man here in Canada. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Well, the holiday season is upon us, and if uh, you're like me and uh, a lot of homes, you've probably decorated it with all sorts of uh, Christmas lighting. Well, to take that into the, the future, the future now... Uh, there's all sorts of cool tech lighting that you can get. One of my favorites would happen to be Philips Hue. They've got some fantastic bulbs and lighting systems for indoors and outdoors that uh, can turn uh, any home into uh, a festive holiday home. On the line, we've uh, got our friend Kelsey Monez from Philips. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. Love to have you on the show again. Uh, we've talked to you before about uh, the Philips Hue line of uh, smart uh, lighting. Uh, you guys uh, continually bring out really cool stuff, and I've got um, you know my uh, my home uh, kitted out with some of it. Um, the cool thing is that you can control all that lighting uh, through the Philips Hue app. Uh, you know, turning them on and off, and if you've got different colored ones, you can choose literally millions of colors. But I want to talk about the holiday season here and uh, creating some fun mood lighting for uh, Christmas. Uh, tell our listeners uh, how they'd go about doing that. Well, I'm glad to hear you're a fan. And for the holidays, you can really jazz up your home with indoor and outdoor lighting. We have new outdoor um, spots and pathway lights uh, with the ability to set schedules and to change the light to any color that you choose. So technically, you don't need to put up Christmas lights. You can have these gorgeous, smart, controlled lights all year round. And you can go traditional green and red, or you can go kind of funky with some rainbow colors. Um, so you can do that outside, but you can also bring um, the holidays indoor with the color ability as well as adding routines. So if you're traveling over the holidays and you're away from the home, you can actually set it so your lights can come on and mimic as if you were home even when you're not. So there's a little bit of security around that. I uh, I love that. And um, again, for the listeners, um, this works uh, with the Philips Hue lighting system. They've got all sorts of different types of bulbs and uh, and lighting uh, solutions. Uh, how how hard or how easy is it for people to get these things set up and going? Oh, it's really simple. Um, with the whole system, you really just start with the bridge and a couple bulbs. So if you have um, the colored bulbs, you connect your bridge to your Wi-Fi router and download the app onto your smartphone. And you basically start from there. You can do anything you want from setting routines and schedules or playing with the different colors. Um, and you can expand the system with, like you mentioned, the different types of bulbs that we have, expanding outdoors. So it's really simple and easy to get started, and expanding it is, is really limit, limitless. I, I love the outdoor spotlights. I, I'm going to set them up because I hate putting up my Christmas lights. Like I, I feel like I'm always <laughs> one step away from death's door, you know, going up on that ladder in the cold and ice. Uh, but these spotlights are amazing. They come in a three-pack uh, from what I remember. And obviously you can aim them in, in different directions, but you can have them pointed obviously at your house or maybe some, uh, you know, trees uh, in your yard and, and change, uh, you know, literally to any color you want. 
obviously uh, at Christmas time, uh, you know, red or what, or what have you? Yeah, you know what? The spots are really great, and even the pathway lights. I have those around my home as well. And what I like to do for the holiday time is you can actually use some of the third-party apps, and you can schedule it and have fun with the color, which actually would, you know, you can have it just outside or inside, so you can have it um, so the color is actually changing, so it's dynamic and, and more entertaining in that way. So you can have a lot of fun with it. And like you said, you know, you don't have to, to worry about um, your safety with putting up and taking down Christmas lights. You, you put them in once and you're good all year round. I know. I, I, I love that part. Um, a lot of Christmas parties happening, uh, obviously, during the holiday season uh, as well. And um, it, it's cool because you can actually have the bulbs go along with uh, music uh, if you've got a party going. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you can sync with music and movies, uh, um, even gaming as well. Let's talk about a, a new system you have. Uh, I believe it's the Philips uh, Hue Play. Tell, tell our listeners about that. Well, this is our exciting new product that we have for the holidays, and it really is great for those who love music and movies and gaming. Um, it's an LED light bar that's intended to wall wash with color, so it enhances your entertainment experience at home. So you can set it up vert- vertically or horizontally next to the TV, or you can actually hide it behind the TV and use it as a backlight. Um, and the bars come in white or black finish, depending on your decor style. You can match it there. Um, and with the Hue Play, you do require the Hue Bridge to control it for the light and the syncing. Um, but when, if you already have the system at home, it's a really great addition to any entertainment or gaming room. The uh, the Philips Hue bulbs uh, and, and systems, uh, they're, they're more money than traditional bulbs. Uh, so some people don't love that. But uh, I guess I've, I've always countered it uh, by the fact that, you know, they're LED bulbs. These things last literally forever, like thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah, they actually last for 25,000 hours. Yeah. With, with regular use. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, long, that's a long time. <laughs> You're not going to be replacing those yeah, uh, every year. No, no time soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about, uh, you know, the Philips uh, app. There's par- third-party apps uh, as well. So other companies make apps for it? Yeah, there's about um, about 600 third-party apps that work with our Hue bulbs um, and our fixtures. So you can actually, uh, if you download the different apps, you can actually have fun with that. And for uh, Christmas, they have the Xmas Hue app. And there's also actually a Hue Fireworks app. So for, um, you know, New Year's or if you're doing a celebration of some sort, you can actually have it sound effects built into it as well so you can hook up a speaker to your your device whether you're using like an ipad or a smartphone you can have that so it's not only the lights but you're creating that entire experience talking with kelsey monez from phillips our lighting guru Uh, where can people find out more information you can visit uh, meethue.ca for more information that's fantastic thanks again for joining us thanks for having me when we come back from the break more tech to talk here on get connected stay tuned you're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the show where we're going to talk about some skills, a particular set of skills. A particular set of skills. For your uh, Amazon Echo speakers that use the Alexa voice assistant. What do you got this week, Graham? I've got two for you this week. And one is in the spirit of exercise and good health. Um, and so I've got uh, one that's called 5-Minute Workout Core and Cardio. 
Okay. Okay. So what this does is it will give you a, uh, you say, you know, Alexa, open five minute workout and it will open this thing and we will give you a guided workout of what to do in that time. And you can actually choose the different workouts that you want to do, upper body, lower body, or cardio. And so it will get you to do push-ups, it will get you to do sit-ups, it will get you to do squats, and it will get you to do that at a certain cadence that you can get your heart rate up uh, over, over that time. So I kind of... I, I so use, it walks you through it. It does, yeah. So I use this in conjunction with something called uh, Do the 100. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a sort of uh, package of exercises that will get you from doing one push-up to 100 push-ups in about six weeks. So I can do 100 push-ups in a go right now because I, I started doing this a little while back. And so I've done that now. And now to kind of keep maintenance, I've got this skill here that I use every morning. And I've got uh, an Echo Dot in my bathroom. And I just kind of shout out to it. I can get up, do some push-ups, and get on with my day. That's very cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat, right? What's it called again? It's called uh, Five Minute Workout Core and Cardio. It's by Five Stokes minutes. Skills, LLC. And again, if you want to access these skills that we're talking about here uh, on the show, uh, you'd go to the Amazon uh, the Alexa, Alexa store, the, yes. uh, the, uh, the actual app. They've uh, just recently redone that as well. I don't know, have you seen the new design? Yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of a pain in the neck before. I didn't really know where anything was, and they've kind of put everything front and center. So yeah. nice redesign, Amazon. you got another skill for us. I do have another one, and uh, this one's called One Lie. One Lie? Yeah. So do you remember the, the, the party game Two Truths and a Lie? No. Okay, so the, the premise of this is You're that... You're going to weird parties, man. <laughs> people they, they do it like icebreakers when you, when you start a new job. Or I teach, a okay. lot of, I teach a lot of classes. So I teach at UBC, I teach at BrainStation. And so I will, I will sit down and I will say to people, you know, I want you to introduce yourself, tell me who you work for, why you're here, and tell me two truths and a lie. And then as a group, we try oh, to I've determine... Oh, i this. Yeah. Okay. You know, what was true and what was the lie. Got it. And so uh, with this, what you can do is you can start one lie um, just generally and... And your, uh, your Echo Dot or your Echo or your Amazon-powered smart speaker will tell you three things, two of which will be truths and one will be a lie. And you can then respond back saying which one you think the lie is. Kind of neat. Your, your Amazon Echo is lying to you? Uh, always. Always. It says it's not listening. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> so it's called One Lie. It's called One Lie. And again, you can, you can also narrow down by category. So you can say, uh, you know, start one lie, uh, uh, ask one lie to start a game about cats. And it will throw some cat packs at you, one of which will be false. Um, you can also say, ask one light to play the vocabulary challenge, and it will give you definitions of a word, one of which will be incorrect. Kind of a cool little skill, right? I, I think that's very cool. How many skills do you think um, are available on the Amazon Echo Store? I have no idea. A lot. I know. Really? Yeah. It's uh, almost 60,000. 60,000 skills. Yeah. Now, it's kind of curious because we saw the App Store come out for the iPhone because there, was, there wasn't supposed to be an App Store to begin no, with. No. Steve wanted web apps. Yes. And, you know, basically everyone looked at it and said, there's native hardware here and the web's not fast enough. We've got to do something with this. And so they, they really, they celebrated, you know, 1,000 apps, 10,000 apps, 100,000 apps. We're at 60,000 skills. For Amazon. For Amazon and Echo. That's really cool. Have you ever wondered how they're made? I have. Tell me more. Well, I will. If you tune into the app show tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, don't forget to listen to our sister show, the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network, Sundays between 10 and 11. We have a great interview with uh, Braden Ream. He is uh, the founder of a company that is uh, based out in Toronto called VoiceFlow. And uh, we'll learn how he can make it easy for anyone to make an Alexa voice skill. Hmm. Even people like you and I, Graham. I think we should have a Get Connected voice skill. 
We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank Graham Williams for coming in and uh, helping out today. This is Mike and Graham. Log enough. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.